0: Hey guys, this is Greg with the Grindline Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about DraftKings. With mobile betting now live in Michigan, it has never been easier to get in on the action and make those games mean just a little bit more. All you have to do is set your lineup, sit back, and watch your games. It's that simple. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion, that's billion with a B, to users across all sports. So work on filling that wallet today with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Ryan today was insane (laughs) and that's like saying it's that's lightly
1: it's uh, I mean if you're a Red Wings fan I guess you could say it was insane when it seemed like it was going to be absolutely nothing
0: yeah and we spent like TS I even put it up TSN started at 8 a.m. and for four hours had nothing and like why did they even start someone's like well it could be advertising money they started at 8 a.m. And they had to fill that time. And a lot of it was just really painful to watch.
1: The tradey bunch. That was creepy. <laughs>
0: yeah. The face swaps. I mean, I joined in on the the face <laughs> swaps, but it was those like are humorous. I will give him credit for those. Yeah. But you got to like, I feel bad for James Duffy because he's sitting there and he's like, we just got to start at eight. And we know the trade. Le- and we even mentioned it before. Like the trade deadline may be kind of slow because of of the flat cap and the salary structure of teams quarantine and for quarantine. S- yeah. Intercountry trades. And to be fair, I think there were like 16 trades today, even though last year uh, in the last hour, there were 19 trades. So it was slow, but there were blockbusters and the Red Wings. I think it came down to what well, it was almost a half hour after trade deadline ended when our trade came through.
1: Yeah, something like that. I was uh, uh, right after I got my first round of vaccination and I was like, yeah, something's going to happen here. And then sure enough, Mario's texting me saying that things were all quiet, but something could still happen. And and figures I'm in the car and the trade happens.
0: Yeah. So and it was yeah, it was intense. Yeah. Uh, So I don't think any of us
1: expected it. No, I guess we can finally stop saying it in reference what it is, maybe.
0: Yeah. And I'll start by saying I think we expected trades. I think we were a little worried when three o'clock rolled around and there was nothing. But then you have to remind everyone trades roll in from a half hour to an hour after because they hit the leagues. A lot of them will hit the league's desk at 3 p.m. and they have to filter through them to approve them. So the mm-hmm. yeah, Steve Eiserman pulled some kind of voodoo magic today, and traded a uh, blockbuster trade Anthony Mantha to the Washington Capitals for Jacob Verana, uh, Richard Panic, a 2021 first round pick, and a 2022 second round pick, and that kind of blew wow. everyone away. Yeah, you thought Glenn Denning would go, you thought Bernier might go. They even said on TSN Bernier probably would have went to Toronto if Toronto's cap situation was better because we even tried. It it sounded like even with retaining salary, Toronto wouldn't have been able to afford Bernier.
1: I think that's what's surprising is because Detroit didn't retain the three salaries that they had the option to retain. No. Obviously, they didn't make those trades to put themselves in that number three situation because they retained what? uh, Part of the Savard deal in that crazy trade, which we'll touch on. Yep. and then what was the other one they retained on? They
0: retained salary on Patrick Nemeth. So, so
1: yeah, they, they still had the flexibility there. And I think I think just because of the cap hit, I figured that the trade for Mantha would have been one of those where they're retaining, but it didn't actually happen that way.
0: Yeah, and I think it could have happened that way um, if if they didn't take back Panic's contract. They would have yeah. probably had to. Uh, if it was
1: only Verana, then yeah, they would have had to. Yeah, at least I believe.
0: yeah. So if, if we look at, and we'll, we'll kind of go through. Do you do we want to start with with what Prashant's uh, trade machine says, or do we want to start with some stats on the on the guys coming back?
1: Uh, let's go with the trade machine, and then that can kind of be a good segue into yeah, Varada uh, and Panic and what they kind of are going to bring.
0: So uh, Prashant Iyer has kind of this machine that he has built. That you plug players and picks into it, and it kind of gives you a contract value add score. So he plugged the the players in, he plugged Mantha into Washington, and he plugged Verana, Panic, and the Picks into Detroit. And it came back as uh, kind of a huge win for the Red Wings Um, 11.6 to 4.8. In 2021, it would have added, these players would have added 2.3 wins. Where mm-hmm. Mantha adds one point five wins to Washington, By and himself. then yeah, and then uh, the current contracts uh, add eleven point two wins to Detroit. Where Mantha adds five point three wins to yeah. Washington overall. So that's through the length length of the contracts, um, and then the salary added is uh, also higher on Washington than it is on Detroit. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's the well, big over the, over the
1: term of the deal, especially. Yeah, that's the big one, because we'll go ahead.
0: Yeah, I think the big thing was that Mantha does have for for what he can do. Uh, I guess what you would consider his, Mantha's potential, his contract is good for what his potential is, what he's shown mm-hmm. he could do last season. If he kept doing that, his contract would be a very good value. But Verana is two almost two years younger and is
1: it two years or just one? Ooh. I think it's just one year.
0: He's 25, but I think it's closer to two years.
1: He just turned 25 in February into the very end of February.
0: Okay. Yeah. So Verona's uh, contract right now is if he's a free agent uh, this offseason, but he's making three RFA. point. Yeah, he's making three point three five million this season. Now he's in a need if he comes in and blows the doors down and he proves he can do what what he's done. Um, mm-hmm. he's going to be due for a pay raise. Now, is he going to get a pay raise up to the Mantha level of contract? It's possible.
1: I would say that's a pretty good chance.
0: Yeah, but I guess it's Iserman, making, or Iserman doing the contracts, and he got Mantha in for what he got Mantha in for, which at the time was one of the better contracts in the league if he would have kept performing at the pace he was performing at. Um, mm-hmm. But Verano's just that much better. Now, the panic contract is not good. Uh, that is why I think we didn't have to retain any on uh, Mantha because. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Washington already waived him at one point this season.
0: Yep. Panic was waived and no one picked him up because, you know, contract. Um, but right. yeah.
1: but 1.675 this year and it drops by 50K the next two.
0: Yeah. And I'm looking on Cat Friendly and I don't even see Panic listed.
1: He is currently. Oh, on he's taxi on Taxi Squad. squad. Okay. Yeah, so he's signed. Which I would assume that's probably going to change. He'll, yeah. Uh, maybe.
0: Yeah, he signed through 2022-23 at 1.625 million, which is, again, I mean, he's 30 years old. It's not a terrible. You know what
1: that contract says to me?
0: There's your replacement.
1: <laughs> no, there's your replacement for Darren Helm or. Sure. Someone in the fourth line.
0: Sure. There, yeah, your Darren Helm replacement. What are you going to do with Matthias I'd Broma? At half the cost. Yeah, uh, Luke Glendening. If he ends up making more money in the free agency, he Panic is a year younger than Glendening, mm-hmm. so it could it could go that route. Valteri, there's your Valteri Filppula replacement.
1: Yep. So um, I, I think that that fits right into the mold of you've got a depth guy to help the roster moving forward. Yep. I mean Detroit's got. Let's see. Let's go, let's go through a count real quick of uh, people under contract next season. I
0: thought it was eleven. They're all
1: right. Let's count them off for me here. So we've got Panic, yeah.
0: One Nielsen Franz
1: Franz Nielsen, two
0: Robbie Fabry. Uh,
1: Moving up, Robbie Fabry's three Grice is four Stecher and DeKaiser DeKaiser, five and six Phillips Zadina, seven, but not have to be don't have to worry about protecting him. Nemestikov is eight Dylan Larkin, nine.
0: Uh, and Tyler Bertuzzi, no, Tyler Bertuzzi and RFA, yep.
1: Yep. So nine guys, eight technically, that they have to worry about for the expansion.
0: Well, okay. So add in guys you know are going to be up. Most cider will be okay, up. Well,
1: I guess I'm referring to guys that the biggest on thing the right roster,
0: is protection. current protection roster for players, the
1: current NHL roster.
0: Yep. Yeah. That that makes sense. And because I think that
1: might have played a big part in that too.
0: Yeah. Iserman at his press conference saying he said that he he. Will probably re-sign a few of the free agents, which you of course, I mean, you're going to try and get a contract done with Verona. You're not just going to play them mm-hmm. in the rest of the season and then decide you don't want them. Right. Uh, you're probably going to get a contract done. I I would assume maybe with someone like Luke Lindening. Um, I think you, you have to. You might try and extend Adam Ernie if you know Adam Ernie's become a god apparently. And, and we don't Ernie.
1: You can do for cheap, dude. I would play Ernie kind of like uh, Riley Sheehan. Sure, not but, just because of the contract type. that Do it another show me for maybe two years max, and just be like, all right, let's go.
0: But but okay. So if if Panic is <laughs> is six years younger than Filppula, and can provide more than Filppula. So philpola is gone, and, and if you mm-hmm. let Darren Helm walk, Adam Ernie can be your Darren Helm replacement.
1: Boom! You've got two guys to replace. Those other two right there, Ernie and the Panic, replacing Helm and Filippola.
0: So it, it, there's a lot of options moving into next season. And I guess what what uh, the Washington fan base was not happy. I, um, I'm
1: not surprised by that, because I think I saw a lot of people saying they better not trade Vrana.
0: Yeah. So if we look at the trade and, and we'll move to the trade grades, I guess. Um, Dom and Corey from The Athletic did a. Article: It literally, the title of the article is "NHL Trade Grades: Capitals Overpay for Anthony Mantha and Deal with Red Wings." So, I have a few things highlighted in here. Dom says that over the past three seasons, Mantha scored fifty-eight points per eighty-two games, while Verana has scored fifty-four points per eighty-two. Both have nearly identical expected goals percentage, which it tells you that Mantha and Verana. And now, Mantha has not always pay, played up to his level. Seemingly, yeah. But they're around the same type, not type of player, but around the same level of player as how they have played so far.
1: Yeah, and Verona's already shown that he can be a fifty-point scorer. He did fifty-two points last season in just sixty-nine games.
0: Yep. Now and
1: he's back back-to-back twenty-goal seasons.
0: Now you have to think, though, Verona is also playing with the Washington Capitals, True. and I think they said something like in fifteen playoff games with the Capitals. Uh, Verana has zero points.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, you think about it, though, he's doing that in pretty limited minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, I think, the next part. So, um, it says Mantha's contributions look larger than Verana's when they may not actually be the case. In each of the past three seasons, Mantha has played roughly 14.5 minutes per game at five on five. Verana has played two minutes fewer from 2018 to 2020 and is now just 11.7 minutes per game this season.
1: Yeah. He's never had more than 15 minutes of ice time per game with the Capitals.
0: Yeah, and I So you
1: know what this reminds me of a little bit? Hmm. Minus the big one big big names involved here. Robbie Fabry.
0: Sure. Uh, though Did less he, to the extent that Fabry was just injured for a long period of time.
1: Right, but it's almost in a way a reclamation. Sure. I sh- actually, not, I shouldn't even call it a reclamation. That's a bad way to put it. It's change of scenery. He, he's showing that he can do it. Yeah. It's now that he's going to be thrust into the spotlight if you will of top six minutes because it's a Detroit team that badly needs that type of help, especially with Mantha now out of the lineup. Somehow they're holding their own against the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. Yeah, with a top line of
0: Zadina, Larkin, Svetchnikov.
1: Which I'm not mad about. No. But, uh, But he now has that opportunity, much like Fabry did, to come in, make his impact, and if he can do that in just his short little tryout window, Maybe that speaks to what Iserman looks to do with him over the next several years. Because he, he made the trade for a reason. It's a 25-year-old goal scorer. Yep, Something Detroit needs <laughs> is youth and scoring, which, granted, Mantha's, what, a year and a half older, I think? but Around there. It Now, again, we're seeing that change to what Iserman wants to bring to this roster. And as we just talked about, there's nine guys under contract on this current NHL team. So... Things are going to change even more than we thought they possibly could have this season. It's, yeah. It's, pretty, it's it's wild to watch.
0: Yeah, and I think Verano will be in probably on Thursday. Is
1: uh, that our the, next I, game
0: after tonight, Thursday?
1: Yeah, so I think uh, Ken Daniels mentioned uh, on the broadcast when I turned on earlier that both him and Ponick should be arriving tomorrow.
0: Okay, and they don't tomorrow, have to quarantine because they're in the United States.
1: Correct. It's either yep. tomorrow or Wednesday, if I remember correctly. I think I might. Have, I think I thought I heard tomorrow. He might have said Wednesday. I can. I can hardly remember what freaking day it is right now.
0: So. Yeah, and my guess is that Verona slots if Fabry is still injured. Verona slots in that top line with Larkin and Zadina.
1: Most likely. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, because I don't think Svechnikov is okay sitting there right now, but it's mm-hmm. not not his spot. Dom goes on to say over the last three seasons, Verona has a higher points per 60 at 5-on-5 than Mantha in every year. Over the full span, his his 2.46 points per 60 ranks 20th among forwards and is nearly 0.75 points better than Mantha's, which is a second-line rate. Uh, Verona's far more efficient scorer, a better finisher, and creates more chances. In a bigger role, it's not unreasonable to believe that he could outscore Mantha, which I think is the bet that Iserman is taking, taking Verona.
1: I kind of I get that impression, too, because I've, yeah, I've got the Max's article pulled up in, alongside what you're going through, and he said something very similar where if Verona can continue to turn in legit top-six production, Detroit will have to be giddy at being able to effectively replace Mantha's offense, and that's looking at the last couple of years in comparison, as you just kind of went through.
0: Yeah, now there's the flip side that says that given more minutes, uh, Verona could potentially fall down on his face and not produce at the higher level because more is being required of him mm-hmm. and that him being be able to handle it yeah his production could be higher because him being sheltered and that mantha given better players to play with with a large amount of ice time could uh, essentially get to the what what we hoped would be 30 plus coal seasons out of him
1: yeah, that, that, I think that's going to be the thing to watch, especially with Mantha going onto that already firepower roster uh, of Washington. Like mm-hmm. I, I, they were kind of talking about it earlier just just think of what that power play can be. Yep. Now you've got John Carlson at the point, dishing off to Ovi in his office on the left, and now you've got Mantha in his office on the right.
0: Yep.
1: Oh, and then you put TJ Oshie and Nick Backstrom out there, or you've got. Backstrom in the middle as your bumper and Tom Wilson in, in, as a net front with all those guys. on yes,
0: yeah.
1: hold that. Do you know what that reminds me of old school Red Wings right there?
0: Yeah. It so power. That's,
1: that's a Lidstrom, a Shanahan, a Federoff an Iserman and a Holmstrom
0: to, yeah, to a lesser extent, but the same kind of setup.
1: Oh no, yeah, um, but that's that. I mean, and I think, who was it that said they're just a bunch of trees. Out, oh, it was on the NHL network. I think it was Boudreaux. It's like just trees, huge dudes.
0: Well, they even said at five on five, you put you put Mantha with someone like Backstrom. You play <laughs> Mantha on the second line. And then there are people and it's the cesspool of Facebook's like, yeah, Washington went out and got their third, fourth liner. I'm That's like, they didn't. There's no way they paid that much to put Mantha on the third or fourth line. No. Mantha will be playing top six in Washington.
1: Oh, easily. There's yeah. no way around it. You, you, they're all... That type of trade shows that they're all in to go. I mean, they want the scoring and they want the size to be yep. able to handle a playoff battle.
0: And that's the one thing that Dom kind of brings up is that the size difference can't be overlooked either. And though Verana's speed will be missed, Mantha's size likely fits Washington's team better. Now, Verana is fast, um, but Verona is also only six foot, like 195. So he's smaller and lighter and easier to push around, but then again, Mantha was in no way using his body. So I, I could chalk that up to a unless Mantha becomes a physical player, the size difference to me is a wash. You uh, get maybe
1: maybe out there with Tom Wilson, it'll uh, ignite something.
0: Sure, but you get Verana, who's faster than Mantha, and seemingly who is going to work for the puck. Hopefully, more. One of the knocks against Verana is that he was a little weak defensively, didn't hmm. didn't want to play a 200 foot game. But if you could get him out there at, and even at six foot, you're replacing a mantha who rarely laid a check on anyone. Right. So I'm not you, really you worried good, about the size difference.
1: Yeah, you, you get the occasional fantastic back check in the neutral zone. But other than that, it was his controller was dead.
0: Yeah. Um, Dom goes on to say that makes it difficult to understand why Washington would also have to add a first and second round pick. That's not a light price. Mantha, Mantha's fit is a very strong one for Washington, and he makes the team's top six much more imposing. Uh, this might be one of the Capitals' last years to go for it, and he can be a crucial piece, but it's still a massive gamble given his decline this season and looks like a substantial overpay when they could have just played Verana more. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, I don't know how Iserman mystified that out of Washington.
0: I'm telling you, Iserman Maybe must have the blackmail on everyone. He, ha- he does. Like, I don't,
1: I, I can understand the Verona aspect. It's a fresh start. Well, I, I actually, no, I really can't. Like, the panic <laughs> one makes most, the most sense because they already wanted to get rid of him. Yeah, and cap dump. if you trade him and then give up a prospect or the, the draft picks, that would be more logical in my brain because you'd think that you'd want to keep a guy like Verano while bringing in Amantha because that just builds your, t- your entire forward group that much better.
0: I think they could have probably got it done for like panic, a first, a second and a fourth. Yeah. Maybe anything. a first and second in this draft, maybe not a first this year, a second in 2022 or a first and second in 2022 maybe, mm-hmm. but I don't think they had to give up Verona, but I think it may have been more of a they know Verona needs a change of scenery like Mm -hmm. Robbie Fabry. We know we can't play him, so we might as well trade him to someone that will. Mm -hmm. So I think that may have been part of it. But then again, why why give us Verona, who, you know, is a good player and the picks?
1: Yeah, it's I just I I don't I, I, I can't really I love it. Uh, obviously, as a Wings fan, but as looking, trying to keep a middle of the road approach to it, I, I don't get it.
0: Now, I guess my my maybe half rebuttal to it is that it's Washington, so the picks are going to be low, low first round, low yeah. second round. You're looking probably They're bottom taking the five and look at it. Sure, you're probably there. taking bottom five in each round. Yeah, um, so a twenty five uh, no one out, and it'd be like a twenty seven to thirty two, most likely. And um, and then you're going another round past that,
1: unless they choke out in the playoffs and it turns to be like a 20th overall pick.
0: Sure, but if the Red Wings get, I mean, if the Red Wings get the fifth pick this season or the fourth pick this season, uh, and you package that pick plus the other first round to move up, or if we get if we end up falling further, which I guess we could now because you know we decide to win some games. Mm -hmm. Um, we could move up or you could package uh, well now he has the extra capital sure you could package your later first round pick and one of your second round picks and try to move up further in the first round so they just gave you more ammo to to potentially make other moves
1: Mm -hmm. yeah because the biggest thing too is that he went from he being Iserman only his picks in the 22 draft and now he gained Washington's extra second then he also gained Colorado and Vegas' uh, fourth-round picks. So, well, I'm, I'm sorry, the Vegas one was already there, but the uh, Colorado and Washington were extra adds. So now they've got how many picks they have in the first four rounds of the season? One, two, three, four, nine. five, six, seven, eight, nine picks in the first four.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you have 11 in the first five because they also obtained Ottawa's fifth in the trade from uh, Merrill. Yep. So it's... I think he did what we expected in regards to upping that draft capital because now he has that, like you said, you can move up back back into the first round with what they've got because they've got the Rangers' second-round pick this season, and we know that one's going to be a high second. Mm -hmm. Well, just like the
0: Ottawa pick is going to be a high fifth.
1: Yep, so now you've got those two second-rounders are likely in the top 40, I would assume, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got essentially four picks inside the top 40 most likely this season. Top 50.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, if so we go on
1: in that and just because of historical purposes, like that stretch is where Iserman can typically really make something crazy. He happen. can
0: steal a player or two.
1: Yep. Or even trade for him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so Corey Promen goes on to say that Varane is an undersized forward who isn't great off the puck, can drift to the perimeter and give inconsistent effort, often frustrating coaches and scouts over the years I have followed him. Sounds similar to Mantha. Um, ultimately, despite his up and down performance, particularly this season, I still see Veron as a long-term top six forward in the NHL, even if he may not reach the true top of the lineup level player that a guy like Mantha is. Um, Corey went on to give the Red Wings grade an A minus. Uh, he said Detroit didn't need to make this trade. Samantha mm-hmm. signed for another three seasons, but realistically, the path back to relevance for Detroit remains long and painful. Me, Iserman said today that it's it's basically your player. Mantha is older and really doesn't fit our timeline. Uh, I think Mantha's yeah twenty six, and by the time we're back to relevance, like competing for a cup, Mantha's going to be 32, 33. thirty two, thirty three, thirty. Nah, maybe like thirty one, thirty two. Yeah, thirty one, thirty two. Five seasons. Four
1: years.
0: Yeah, four or five years. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, Corey says although I'm not convinced Mantha's that much better than Verana, acknowledging the long road ahead for the franchise. So yeah, it's it's interesting the the trade to me is interesting and i want to kind of dive into did you have any more from max
1: uh nothing in regards to that deal we kind of you you hit on quite a few of them so i think that we without adam, adam ernie scored in, oh, i haven't got there yet I'm <laughs>
0: I'm adam on the ernie run. scored again yes, guys there it is. okay can we take a second what to talk happening. about adam ernie
1: uh that's leading goal scorer of your Detroit Red Wings Adam T. and Adam Ernie, and it's
0: it it's like points in like six straight games now, seven straight games,
1: career best seven game point streak. There yeah, it is. thank you, thank you, Ballet Sports Detroit.
0: It's what is happening? Don't know. So Rasmussen with so, a great drive to the net, and and Ernie just finishing it off. Is Adam Ernie in the right place? It's not like he's sniping corners and picking pockets. No, Adam Ernie's in the right place at the right time. In um, a lot of them, he is driving goals and some are driving play in some of them. But 36 I games
1: though.
0: I mean, it's what are they challenging? I don't know. All I know is Adam Ernie has been a, a revelation for the Detroit Red Wings in the entirely wrong part of the season. <laughs> but you wanted secondary scoring. Whoever thought it'd be Adam Ernie with his career high. Now, what, 10 goals?
1: Uh, nine, this could be 11. Ooh, it's an offside challenge. Was Ernie offsides? Did he just sabotage himself?
0: I don't know, but like he's has been completely insane. For some reason, Adam Ernie is doing things that he had not. And maybe it's a reason Iserman traded for him. I mean, Iserman drafted him. Maybe it's a reason he traded for him because he knew he could do stuff like this. But what is That's
1: really close? Holy shit.
0: What's the catalyst? What's causing this? I,
1: maybe it's the fact that I, I know we kind of talked about this earlier or on a couple different occasions in regards to the defense. Maybe it's the fact that Blashel's offense has just kind of opened the team up more to be just go for it, like shoot the puck. Because There has the been
0: less dump and chase. There has yeah, been they're, more they're, carrying the puck into the zone like you see right here.
1: And he's also been able to get more separation this season. He's been really going hard to the net himself, as we just saw in that goal driving in, got the rebound and score or on a loose puck there. So I, I think that part of it is just guys maybe you're bought into the really the high the higher tempo that I think they've been going with this season. And that's been what we've been hoping for the last couple of years to no avail because it just hasn't clicked for anybody, it seems like. I think he's onside, but I don't
0: (laughs) Now, Now, it could be a complete terrible. It could be a complete anomaly. This may never happen again for Adam Ernie, but you could sign him for a million dollars next year and he could put up a 20 goal season.
1: Yeah, I'd be good with that.
0: I mean, and I would take that gamble because, again, you only have nine guys on the roster. So, Mm -hmm. again, Adam Ernie, for some reason, has just flipped a switch. And and turned it on. Adam Ernie is outplaying Anthony Mantha currently. So we're gonna go on to the Jacob Verana stats. One of the ones that I found was interesting is that uh Varana since, let's see, since he entered the league in 2016-17 has not had a Corsi or Fenwick lower than 50, besides this season, where his Fenwick is currently at 49.1. Um he has not had an on-ice save percentage lower than 90. Uh, the first His first year was very good, 96.9 on-ice save. This season, he's posting a 92 on-ice save, work, so that means he may not be as defensively liable as people think he is. Um, and his on-ice shooting percentage is just crazy at 14.2. So it's a good goal. Adam Ernie gets his goal. Nice. Um, I
1: don't know how, but I'll take it.
0: Sure. <laughs> so... The stats, the underlying stats for Verana are better than Mantha's stats and and very, very good.
1: Yeah, especially if I, when you're looking at five, five versus five. Now, again, like you said, it's hard to necessarily look at that because you look at the team. Like, yeah. when you're talking about Verana, who is a Stanley Cup champion. He was on that team that beat Vegas a couple seasons ago. That right there... Kind of sways things. However, sure. he's still doing it, like the five on five the last couple of seasons, uh, past three seasons combined. I think, I think you mentioned it half point a game, yeah, to point four two. Yep, he's eighteenth in points per sixty for D- Dem Filipovic, eighteen point eighteenth overall, the last three seasons in points per sixty between Elias Pettersson and Brendan Gallagher, but he's one hundred and ninety third in time on ice. So to the point of, yes, he's on a better team, he's doing more with less. So maybe like to, what we said, if the, he's given that opportunity, like Robbie Fabry, maybe that, that's going to click for him. And boom, now we've, we don't have to worry about losing Manta scoring. No, it's just now. Can you give us that little extra bit more on defense with that speed and what you can potentially do?
0: Yeah, it, it'll it be I think it'll be really interesting just to see how he plays out, because they said this trade for both of the players for Vrana and for Mantha could be kind of a lighting a fire under their ass moment for both mm-hmm. of them. And it's who wants to play for the team more. And I think a younger guy and younger again by a year and a half or whatever, a chance to be part of a a core piece of a team with Larkin with now, I guess, Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. Um, and with guys like Zadina and, and maybe Svechnikov, it'd be a core part of a team that, that will become something good
1: potentially in the next three years.
0: And you get to help build that. Now that yep. for me, for some players has to be really exciting. And it's, it's yet to be seen if that same, I guess, take will be, will be done by Verona. Mm-hmm.
1: So here's a good one. I saw, uh, did you see Rohan's Mm-mm. comment today? Does uh, Verana wear number 13 in Detroit?
0: No, I don't think they'd let him. You don't think so? No. If he knows anything about Detroit sports history, I don't think he would take 13. Mm, Do we have a 31 currently? Um, I don't think so.
1: No, No. that would have been a a goaltender. No, it was uh, Pickard.
0: Yeah. Okay. so we technically have a 31. I mean, he. I don't think he'll take 13. I don't think they would let. I think they would advise against it.
1: Maybe he goes with seventy six.
0: Maybe do we do have the a,
1: old ma- do the old math game like uh, Bobby Ryan did?
0: Do we have a twenty six? Just double the thirteen.
1: Does does Ponic go with number fourteen like he did?
0: Uh, Robbie Fabry's number fourteen.
1: I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Verona, I, know what I was thinking right there. Uh, Verona in the World Championships wears
1: oh yes,
0: what? I'm
1: sorry, I'm um, ahead of you now.
0: How are you ahead of me? I don't know. I was just I'm, ahead of you.
1: I, I hit the live button. I think I had gone backwards and uh, I hit the button. And now I'm alive.
0: Who is it? Is it Zadina?
1: Zadina from Rasmussen on a great play.
0: Zadina from Larkin, Ooh. Rasmussen and Larkin. Beautiful. Pops the water Gosh. bottle. He, God that, damn. See, that is Did you hear see what he said? He is, yeah, let's uh-huh. fucking go, boys.
1: Dude, he's been so pissed off. That is a huge goal for him. Like the way he took that puck in the feet, managed to still elevate it and freaking shelved it. What a goal.
0: Now, so it looks like it looks yes. like Vrano wears, <laughs> uh, wore 39 in juniors. So he could Ooh. go back to his juniors number, I'm that guessing.
1: would be interesting.
0: And I think he may have also worn uh, 23 in the world championships. So he's got choices. I mean, it, it, we'll see what happens. Who's
1: the is Brad Stewart the last number twenty three we had? Oh, I forgot about Brian Lashoff. Why do I always forget about him? Anyways, I, uh Scott. So, Wilson, so
0: did Tampa Bay. Scott
1: Wilson and Dominic Turgeon.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Lashoff, I think
1: Lashoff only wore it for five seasons. It's no big deal. Yeah, I
0: think that <laughs> Verona could could do twenty three, or he could go back to thirty nine. I think that's a thirty nine. It looks like
1: a 39. Yeah. Apparently, I'll choose to remember players that may be happy.
0: Um, so we're going to go over Dick Panic's uh, stats. <laughs> now, Now again, uh. Panic, and it's sad to say, could replace a few of our players. Um, yes, overall, he,
1: because of age and the fact that he's actually ag- signed again, this season.
0: He's on a good team, and his mm-hmm. course he has not been below 50 s- since 2017-18. He played for Chicago in 2017-18. Yeah, he played for Chicago in 2017-18 and uh, had a Corsi of 56.7 and a Fenwick of 53.1. Then he played two seasons in Arizona and now two seasons in Washington. But through that entire time, his Corsi never dropped below 50. Neither has his Fenwick. (laughs) So he's got good possession metrics, like five on five possession metrics are good. Um, shooting on a shooting percentage, not so much, but his on ice save has been relatively good throughout the seasons, too. So, Panic is older. Um, his, his stats are not phenomenal. I mean, 2018 19, he had 33 points in 75 games, but it's dropped to 22 and 59 last season and 9 and 36 this season. So, again, not great. Um, I hate plus minus last season, he was a plus 16. Mm-hmm. um so again it's the part uh, the possession metrics go into it but he could no problem replace someone like a maybe svechnikov doesn't stick maybe right. he replaces someone like although older he maybe replaces someone like svechnikov or maybe he's claimed by seattle
1: it could be yeah, yeah. I, I would say i think that's safe to say that he is now not getting protected
0: so that because could meet your your requirements for exposure.
1: Because even even though there were ex- expiring contracts for some of these guys, this is completely unrelated to it because he signed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Did do they have to worry about protecting a Varana? Even though the league year won't yes. be over, no, so they still would.
0: Yes, because the expansion draft is before free agency.
1: Because they could take his rights and and do it that way. Yes. They being Seattle.
0: Basically, they're going to give Seattle a team before free agency. So Seattle can deal in free agency.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. I just needed that for my own sanity.
0: Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But yeah, the 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 expansion draft is going to happen, I think, right before the regular draft. And then Mm -hmm. um, and then free agency will happen. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. But I mean, panic, maybe they'll take. Panic. I mean, he's got term, he's cheap, he's a vet and he's got solid underlying stats but just not a lot of production.
1: Do you take Panic or do you take a Svechnikov?
0: Um, I guess that depends on what they do with Svechnikov.
1: Right, but they technically if they do, they they're going to have to expose him.
0: Yeah, unless they protect him. Like, like I said, it depends on what they what the, they think the future of Svechnikov is.
1: I mean, it gets wide open now for the fact that Manta's gone. I mean, yes, sure. you know, they're going to do Verona.
0: Um, so do I, I guess you do they take panic who has some term and is an NHL vet or do they take Svechnikov who has no term, who they have to give a contract to to yeah, see what he can do, do on a fresh team? Yep. right. So it's a toss up, but it just gives us another. It's another option, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. I would say that Panic, you could play him through his, his, um, his, the rest of his contract and be okay. I mean, it doesn't hurt. you. No, I mean, like again, he said, he's
1: a couple years younger than uh, several years younger than Phil Blow. He's younger than Darren Helm. He's I don't younger know than Franz his, Nielsen. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not hard for <laughs> that one. Um, but he is the ideal fit on a short term contract at a reasonable price for a depth player.
0: Yeah. And I guess we'll see what, again, options, options, options. That's what all of this is about, is having options uh-huh. going forward. And somehow, Iserman wizard his way into Dude. getting everything possible from the Washington Capitals. So, you,
1: you think about it. So, the Capitals, like we, like we just talked about, are likely going to be picking 27 to 32. Yep. Most likely. Now, that could be lower. So, you got that. Then you're going to have the Red Wings swooping back in at about 35. 37 most likely. And then the Rangers pick will hover you right around. Oh, they're actually doing a little bit better than I thought. They're currently 15th overall. They're they're on a bubble. They're just behind four points behind Boston. But they also have two games in hand on Boston. So they're tied with Philly. So, okay, well, I lied. I guess those picks will be... Middling. All within the top 45 to 50 then. So, yeah, still four picks top 50 most likely. That's not a bad thing. No. Um And like you mentioned, if they want to do something crazy and move up inside the top 20 or even get closer to the 30th overall pick or jump up from where they're at right now to around 30 to make a move on someone that's maybe like a Valino. Yep. Or do you package something for looking at next season?
0: Yeah, all in like you said, all in a draft that is extremely uncertain right now. Mm-hmm. We know what maybe the top 10 is, top 15, yeah. but past that it's it's a lot in a, a lot little, of people's eyes a toss up in some aspects because guys haven't played. There are guys that have not no. played.
1: You're going off all old video and just hoping that they've been doing the right things to make themselves better based off what you know.
0: Yeah, uh, because of Almost canceled seasons Yeah. And even some of the European seasons that were canceled or had a lot of games canceled.
1: Well, I mean, we're still sitting here without an OHL season.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. I don't know anything,
1: anything new on there. At least I haven't heard anything.
0: No. So it'll be interesting. I think to see what goes on there and, and Iserman might just take a bunch of darts and throw them at a board this year and see what happens. Um,
1: so I think I thought that's what he's been doing the last several years. Yeah. It's actually been, we're just idiots. So,
0: yeah. So I would say (laughs) it's a, it's a hands down win for the Red Wings. In the Mantha trade, mm. and it sucks to see Mantha go because you know he could have done a lot more than he did just if he would have put in a consistent effort every night. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, I mean, I hope he he excels with the Capitals. I hope he can come to his full potential as a player because it's it's in him. He can do it. He just has to want to do it.
1: I'll be cheering for him again because I remember when they traded Jensen over there and got Bowie in return. I was all I was on the Jensen bandwagon, and I, I liked seeing him do well over there. He's been a very quietly solid guy, like depth player for them. Mm-hmm. So for Mantha to go over there, I'll still be kind of. I've always liked the Capitals. I love Obi, so I would say they're my secondary East team. Even though it's kind of weird to say that I'd like a team in the same conference, but they're always a team I've liked because of Ovechkin. Yeah, mainly also because I want him to break Gretzky's record. <laughs>
0: So there were a few other trades that the Red Wings did uh, in the past few days.
1: Far less excitement.
0: Yeah, the Red Wings sent John Merrill to the Montreal Canadiens for Hayden Verbeek and the 2021 fifth round pick that was from Ottawa. So Mm -hmm. that fifth round pick, like we said earlier, will probably be closer to a fourth round pick. Hayden Verbeek is Pat Verbeek's nephew. Hmm. Um, He is Another,
1: Another notch in the belt on family members in the Red Wings organization.
0: Yeah, a little bit of nepotism. But he is a kind of a, a smaller center AHL guy. I may yeah, let R&D Joe Valeno come Grand up. Rapids. Yeah, mm-hmm. he may let Joe Valeno come up post-quarantine and play and not have to um, add an extra center to Grand Rapids there. But it, it it's not an NHL move. I think I don't think Hayden Verbeek has an NHL career. Um, but it sucks because John Merrill, and, and they were dogging John Merrill. I'm like, come on, John Merrill has been one of the Best defensive defenseman, like stay-at-home defenseman in the league the past couple seasons.
1: Yeah, it's always good when he's a guy you're not talking about.
0: And the Canadians waived Victor Mete to acquire John Merrill, basically.
1: And then lost him to
0: And then Ottawa. lost him to Ottawa. Um, Which, what,
1: nice call, by the way. I was a little saddened to see that they actually did what we would expect them to.
0: Yeah, I said there's no way he's getting past, there's no way he's getting to us. Um, We played just a little too well to lose the Victor Mete sweepstakes. Mm -hmm. So um, that trade happened. And then we had an interesting three way cap circumvention trade, which. Oh,
1: my God. Did you see that tweet (sighs) from uh, what's it? I
0: Trade one Columbus trades David Savard to the Detroit Red Wings for Brian Lashoff. Columbus retains 50 percent of Savard's salary. Then Detroit trades Savard to Tampa for Tampa's fourth-round pick in the 2021 NHL Entry Draft. Detroit retains 50% of Savard's salary after the first retention, so 25% of the original salary. Mm -hmm. Then Columbus trades Brian Lashoff to Tampa for Tampa's first-round pick in the 2021 draft and third-round pick in the 2022 draft. Then Tampa assigns Brian Lashoff (laughs) to Grand Rapids. So That's the
1: biggest fuck... Like crazy aspect of it all.
0: Yeah, apparently an NHL team can assign a player to any AHL team, basically as long as the AHL team says okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so Grand Rapids, nothing happens. Brian Lashoff was traded on paper like twice and stays in Grand Rapids. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I mean, good for him because he was he is the captain of Grand Grand Rapids this season.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it was something that the Red Wings. Paid something like actual salary of two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars for a fourth round pick, mm-hmm. without losing anything else, which is really slick. It's cap circumvention. Um, it's a way to get around your top line cap numbers. But there's nothing in the CBA saying it's illegal. Yeah, there so there wasn't
1: anything. Yeah, it's Ken Campbell who I was trying
0: to think of. Oh, Ken Campbell's Boy the ruiner of fun. Buzz butter. Killington.
1: He is the perfect example of the meme of old man yelling at a cloud. Yeah. And, and he, he hates was so everything. mad about it. I used to follow him a lot, but he really did get miserable.
0: He's Ken No Fun Campbell. And it's
1: uh, great. Great writer has had a, a tremendous career. But the last couple seasons, he has been
0: become an angry old man.
1: Yes. So but it's I mean, it, do, do you hate to see it? Because Yes, because. It happened twice. Bo- I don't like helping times. the Lightning.
0: <laughs> no, I don't
1: like helping the Lightning. I don't, especially don't fucking like helping the Toronto Maple Leafs, who they got the same thing that allowed to them. And both teams that did it was Toronto and a third team. You know, the other one was trading... San uh, Jose. Nick, Nick Felino. Yeah. over to toronto but via san jose because they retained a huge chunk of his salary just like detroit r- retained savard like
0: it's paying for draft picks which <sighs> i mean okay which,
1: which good for columbus because they got two first round picks out of it
0: yeah so it'll, it it that was interesting and kind of everyone was confused for about 20 minutes on oh, that yeah. trade we Didn't thought we'd sense. lost brian Lashoff, and we're like wait what are what picks are we getting wait columbus is getting picks uh we don't know what's going on and then they laid it all out and it just turns out that we we paid money for a fourth round pick, which is, again, <laughs> another Eiserman Jedi mind trick that uh, that happened there. And then on April 9th, we traded Patrick Nemeth to back to the Colorado Avalanche for a 2022 fourth round pick. Um, so we now have and if I go back to our page. What did we say? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 We now have have 12 picks in the 2021 draft and 10 picks in the 2022 draft.
1: Yeah, it's not bad.
0: No, not at all. And it's, again, ammo for Eisenman.
1: It's what he's wanting to do, and it's what he said he was going to do. He wanted to weaponize Mm -hmm. the cap and the draft capital.
0: And he's done both. Really done both. And we still have $8 in cap space left.
1: Which For this season,
0: for this then, season, which is insane.
1: What is the actual numbers for next year? It's it's even so. Right now, their salary cap, at the moment, they have thirty five mil.
0: Oh, in I see cap
1: it. space. They're they've got seventy three mil in a cap hit. Next season, based off what is currently on the roster,
0: they'll have fifty fifty million 50 in projected million cap space. In cap next space. Season.
1: And that is going to be to pay guys like you're going to have to give Heronica a contract. You're
0: going to have to give Burt another contract.
1: Burt, you'll have to give something. It's going to be probably similar to three and a half or less because he was out for so long.
0: You're going to have to give Verana a contract.
1: Verana, you're going to have to re sign. I could see them re signing Christian Juice. I can see them giving a bridge deal to Chalowski, but we're talking pretty minimal money. You're
0: talking pennies on a lot of the guys. You're talking league minimums.
1: Zadina doesn't need to get paid. You're going to have to re-sign Rasmussen, so that's going to be another bridge deal. So you're in good shape to kind of maybe go after a few nice free agents if you really wanted to. Now, we know that it's not necessarily Iserman's MO, but you bring in a couple top-tier players on top of a guy like Moe Sider on the defense, and you bring in a couple other solid defensemen on free agency. In 2022
0: we'll 23, the only players signed are Dylan Larkin and Richard Panic. <laughs> they have 70 well, million in cap space in two years.
1: So they have the entire cap.
0: They have to field now, they have to ice a team. Just like next right. season, we have to ice a team. Um, but like you said, we'll see uh, maybe probably a Joe about. Valeno play next season, all next season. You'll probably you'll get a Mo cider next season. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to get a Lucas Raymond until maybe if he starts doing really, really well in the AHL next yeah. year, or that, in the SHL a, next year.
1: That, that'll be a big question mark.
0: Yeah. So I, I think that it, and I think, again, you just let him develop. We don't need him next season.
1: No, not necessarily.
0: So you hope you just hope your guys like Zadina, like now like Verana just start improving starting next season and we, we even move up.
1: We could see Jonathan Burgeren in the in the lineup next season. You
0: could see Burgeren next season. Now I think Burgeren starts in Grand Rapids, but mm. you could see him, you may partway through the season see someone like an Albert Johansson. So I know he's going to be in Grand Rapids next year. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So it'll be interesting, I think, going forward, what what happens there, because there are a lot of options going into next season and a lot of roster spots to be earned.
1: Yeah, we'll have to dig and a new into, coach. Yeah, that's the big one once <laughs> the season's over. So we have to look at a new coach, that aspect. And on top of the fact that we'll have to revisit the pending free agents, because this could be a, a, like we said, it's a flat cap. So, yes, Seattle is coming into the league, which is going to make things more interesting because it might give some teams a little bit more flexibility for who they can sign or not sign. Yeah. Because it's more spread out, obviously. But also, some of these players uh, that are on expiring contracts, teams that are tight against the cap that may have re-signed somebody and didn't take into cons- this cons- this whole situation into consideration – that's where you see teams like Detroit, who are bottom of the barrel, in Ottawa make out huge, and all of a sudden, boom, you're now ooh, Larkin almost got a goal. Now you've got Detroit landing some top tier players that you wouldn't have expected them to get or been able to get in a normal cap situation.
0: Yeah, Iserman was even asked today about coaching, and uh, he said he's going to make his de- or he's going to uh, pretty quickly make his decision at the end of the season. So that makes it sound cool. like the second the season's over, <laughs> Blash is gone.
1: So is there any rumors? I don't, I don't think there's anything out there about coaching WWE. rumors. No, no. It's so it's even worse than trying to figure out the trades.
0: Yeah. And again, it's all a mystery with Iserman. Hence the random Anthony. man. Now we knew all players were being yeah. besides the three were being shopped. And uh, then I, didn't I think we expect it though. I think we heard as of, earlier today maybe early early that teams were calling on mantha um and, and then I don't, I don't like i said i don't think we expected anything to get done but it, again eyes are magic happened and it Mm-mm. was really really good
1: i wonder what uh, columbus's offer was because i saw ports yeah mentioned that they were in on mantha as well
0: i would have asked for linea oh absolutely yep i would have said linea and a third round pick and you can have mantha yep and, and they would have, they, of course, said to whatever the offer was, said no. So, right. right. Oh, shit. <sighs> so uh, I think that's as, as that covers our, our deadline day pretty well. I mean, there were some other surprises around the league. A, Ta- Taylor Hall's on his way to murder Boston, but. It's.
1: <laughs> uh, that the, the random what is that fantastic meme of death going door to door?
0: Yeah, it's our it's, header right now on Twitter.
1: Yeah, there's one of Taylor Hall and all the teams that he's gone to. Do you
0: see the one I made teams. for our Twitter?
1: Uh, did
0: I go? Go to our okay. Twitter and look at our header. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, because <laughs> ours the coaches, right is
1: the coaches fired this. The is
0: fired this season. Yeah, um, it's a Blashel just knocking on the doors. So yeah, uh, uh, well, it's
1: the most like stone cold face you could find of him too. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it'll be it's interesting. Uh, we've got a lot going on. Oh, hey, we're at
1: 3,800 followers.
0: Yeah, we are. We're going to get to 4,000. That's we're aiming neat. for. That's so, yeah, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up tonight. Uh, Ryan, I want to get your final thoughts and then uh, we'll sign off.
1: Now, final thoughts for me is what I was expecting to be a busy deadline for Detroit. Granted, they weren't going to trade every single person that we thought that was going to get dealt. But the fact that it ended up being Mantha, I was...
0: Not face-off leader Luke Glendonning? Yeah, right. That's all he does. That's all he can do out that there. the dumbest thing. Uh,
1: whatever. But, uh, but no, I mean, it was... I think as a fan base, it's something you can tip your cap to because he got more draft capital like we talked about. And he really is making this roster younger because he knows what it's going to take for them to be a powerhouse team for years to come. They still don't have that top-tier specimen like he had in Stamkos and Hedman over there, and Kucherov, for that matter, at at Tampa, but he's getting there. And what he does with these draft picks, whether it's trade for someone or he really does use them in draft top-tier prospects, like it continues to add to the hope of what he's doing and you look at the the league-wide comments especially from those the pundits and the writers that i think it was scott wheeler today said that, i don't know if you can induct someone into the hall of fame twice but steve Eisman and joe sack deserve it for what they've done as a player and a gm
0: i think so, you can can't you be inducted as a player and then as a gm I Can just don't you? think don't it's know. it's happened. I just don't think it's happened yet because there hasn't been a good enough GM, right?
1: Well, we might see that with Sack if Sackick starts winning c- cups. And dude, how crazy would this freaking be? If Sackick, he's already got Colorado. I know I'm getting off my on my final thoughts, but Colorado is already a perennial powerhouse. If Iserman now builds up Detroit, and now we get a Detroit Colorado Stanley Cup final.
0: Oh yeah. Um,
1: all the years that we saw them playing each other, which we felt was the Stanley Cup final, put DMAC
0: oh, out on the ice.
1: Oh my God! Anyways, all right. So there, there's hope. We it's they're playing decent hockey, at least when they're playing Carolina. And just don't play Nashville ever again. Which I think they're done with them this season, aren't they? I,
0: I, I don't know. Don't have the rest of the season memorized. I don't
1: either. But just don't play Nashville, and we'll be okay. They look they're winning tonight for the moment, but I mean it's they're playing decent hockey. They did they've lost a lot of guys on this roster, so it's just like what's well, gonna happen, but time will tell and it's there's still some a lot of shit out there to be to look forward to. So RD Ryan thirty three.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna kinda echo the same thing is that Iserman did the best Iserman impression today and just got maximum value for a player. Now, like you said, we didn't trade everything we thought it was gonna trade, and I thought there would only be maybe two or three trades done there were what now four yep so overdid my expectations maybe not the people i thought were going to be traded why did it just change to tennis uh what my game just changed to tennis (laughs) it showed Uh, it froze on troy stetcher's face and then changed to tennis i
1: still have a red wings game
0: okay well maybe my tv just switched Oh, because it says it should be on Red Wings Live right now, and it's not. Huh. Yeah, mine switched to tennis. But <laughs> okay. moving on. Um, yeah, maybe we thought it would be someone like a Luke Glendening and, and a Jonathan Bernier, mm-hmm. and just the, the the players weren't there to do deals like that, but Washington did a slam dunk deal. And it's good. It's good for us. It's good for the team. It's good Same for players. Same for us, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's good for players that need maybe a reset. Yeah. And we'll see maybe. how that goes. Um, but you can follow me online at Bringing the Wing. You can follow the Grindline Podcast online at Grindline Pod. We'd like to give a shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network who so graciously hosts us and spreads us out around the internet. Uh, we also a, like to give a shout out to Howie's Hockey Tape. Where if you use a promo code Grindline on HowiesHockeyTape.com, you get ten percent off your order use that same promo code on bring hockey back you get 12% off your order. We also like to give a shout out to Founders who's the official beer of the Grindline podcast and if you go to redbubble.com and search the grindline you will find our merch shop uh, where we have a bunch of t-shirts and you can get stuff printed on a bunch of things like backpacks and water bottles and wall clocks and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, but that's going to do it for us tonight on the Trade Deadline Special. So for Ryan, I am Greg. You stay classy hockey town.